use. You mean as Anchor? No, I'm talking about the software we use to do our podcast. It's called Anchor. And it's going right now. So give us give them an introduction or something. Be right back. Well, I actually had zero idea you were turning it on, so I don't know exactly what we're I'm to introduce. I don't know what I'm to introduce because I didn't know that you were starting this. No. Oh. Well, you know, sometimes I have... don't know that we should continue the same conversation we're having, though we are on the patio. We are on the patio, and this is patio talk. It's and kind of a hot, hot fall day. It is a little warm for uh, being almost mid-October. When when is mid-October? Do you think? October fifteenth. Okay, October thirteenth. So, like one day is mid-October. October October thirteenth through October seventeenth. I guess if you were dividing it's like it, an avocado, you got a little window. I guess if it was, it's funny. If you were talking quarters of the month, then it would be half of the, the middle half of the month. Anyway. <sighs> so, I don't remember what we... Oh, I do remember what we were talking about. I got on in a discussion the other day online with some people who subscribe to all this critical race theory. And at first... Um, cause, and I never used, I never told them that I was like colorblind I never told them that uh, well any we didn't talk too much about that but then they made a comment about I must not know any uh, people of color well I was like well yeah I do and and then as the conversation went on they refused to accept that I viewed those people just like my friend so-and-so like by their first name as opposed to my black friend so-and-so or my uh, Chinese friend so-and-so or my Mexican friend so and they just like they couldn't get it through their heads that I they were just my friends yeah they're they they have different colors of melanin different colors different levels of melanin but they and I that was I say the other day, that's probably been three or four weeks. And that's when I was like, those those people on the left, they're freaking racist. That mean because that I guess that's their projecting, but that's she. how their worldview is. He's probably like, I've got all my uh, black friends over here and all my brown friends over here and all my red friends over here. That's how their address book is. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, but... And it was really foreign to me to go... Sure, if they couldn't understand it, then then, then, then that, that's their own mindset for their yeah. things. It was, it was just... It was weird. And it seems like that weirdness is just going... And, and you know what? I don't... I, those people uh, that I was thinking of when they were telling me that, these things... Never once in my life was I like, oh, I'm their white friend. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And I never felt like, it's just, I'm like, man, y'all are stupid. It, but it's weird that those people who are claiming to be for equality and stuff seem to be just like racist to the core. 
Okay. Kind of same subject and bringing up how that conversation starts. The person you were engaging with, they were actually discussing CRT, right? Yeah, but it started off as a so, CRT thing. Yeah, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I have a question. And I know that you keep having these kind of conversations and back and forths on social media. And a lot of mm, people are. Right. Um, do you think you'll ever get to a point where you'll just be done with it? Like, that there's no really sense? This isn't accomplishing anything. I don't think on an on a on an individual level with people like if if there's a person that's willing to engage in in civil reasonable discussion and exchange ideas, you know, uh, communicate. Probably not. Um, as far as because I have not seen much on the uh, CRT proponent side that go on social media. Um, I don't really see much on their side of having conversation more of I'm right, you're wrong, and this just proves I'm right because I, you're wrong. I think I think that's probably the norm, but I will say uh, I have. There are people that have come out of that worldview and, and they're like, oh my gosh. And I see that, whereas what I don't see is people going, you know what, all this time. <laughs> this CRT is amazing. Yeah, I don't, I. And, I'm it, jumping on that ship. And I'm not saying they're not out there, but I'm, I'm saying it's kind of, <laughs> it's funny that I would frame it this way, given what people say about Black Lives Matter. It's almost like a religious conversion. When you become a Christian, you tell everybody, you want everybody to know because you have experienced a freedom and a removal of guilt that that's the only way you can experience that. And I, I think just like uh, when we went low carb years ago and lost all the weight and felt better, you know, I'm telling people, hey, here's here's how you do this. When I had the the issue with the plantar, fasci plantar fasciitis, say it. I, when I had somebody doing that, I would go, hey, here's what you need to do. And I found that taping method that worked to the point uh, that one of the guys I worked with had it. And I was like, take your shoes off. And I reached in my bag and pulled my tape out. And I taped his foot up. And people were like, it. But he stood up and walked. And he's like, wow, it doesn't hurt. And so I, I think when people discover a great truth that, that helps them, they don't remain silent about it. So I think if those people were like, wow, CRT is so freeing, I think that those, or, or you know what I'm saying, I, I love living in this Black Lives Matter, far left orthodox world where you hate everything and have to criticize, critique every single thing. I think if people were like that, they would be out there going, listen to me, conservatives. Listen to me, uh, Christians. Listen to me, traditional people. You need to come try this stuff because it's amazing. I don't hear it. I hear hate. 
but I, I don't see people going, yeah, I used to think that way too. But then that's all the light of, of racism in everything in the country. I see it going the other way. I remember when I hated everybody, but I, I don't see it. I don't see people going. Cause it's indoctrinating. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a religious system. I mean, it's, it's got its own worldview. It's got its own ideas on what mankind's problem is, which is funny. Mankind's problem is whiteness. Sin. Oh wait, what? That's, yeah, <laughs> mankind's problem is whiteness Sin. in their belief. Oh wait, what? And which the weird thing is, I'm like. The thing that makes it so obvious to me that this is actually an assault on like Western civilization, specifically Christianity, and families, is, is the fact that you can't take this worldview because it's definitely a worldview and apply it functionally anywhere else other than in Western civilization. Like if you tried to go to uh, India and go, all of your institutions here are because of white supremacy. They would laugh you out of the country. If you tried to go to China and go, all of your institutions are because of white supremacy, they would laugh you out of the country. It's not a, it's a worldview, but it's not a coherent worldview because it doesn't apply to the world, in my opinion. Makes sense. Okay, that's a really short... It uh, is. Well, what was that article I was showing this morning where Hillary Clinton... Called profoundly theological. Yes, be, talking about BLM. BLM's profoundly theological, and uh, the what's her name, Patrice Cullors, one of the founders of BLM, has said we're spiritual, and we're not a hashtag. And so the two BLM CRT and Christianity. Biblical worldview will never be able to. They don't jive. They don't jive. No, they they can't jive. And I think we see some big Eva yep. trying to make that so. And I, I think from all appearances, while they have a lot of mouthpieces, more than I am comfortable with. Right. Um. It seems like they also don't have a, um, what am I trying to say here? I don't see people going, oh, like moving over to that side because of what they're saying. I think the people were already there that. Yeah, now that it's being exposed, unfortunately, I think they've led, because they do it with sweet words. And with truth, they it, mix it. Well, yeah, that's how, yeah. They we weren't warned about wolves coming in in wolves' clothing. They come in in sheep's clothing. They don't, you know, what was that about angel present the devil? <clears throat> Sorry. Satan presents himself as an angel of light. They don't come in and go, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you heretical things. Horns and a tail and a pitchfork. You know, and I was, I was uh, one of the guys I follow, they were talking about how at their church... They've had to go and remove Follow. lots, 
Follow on social media. Right, on okay. social media. Their church has gone in and removed lots of books from the church library. Were they from Lifeway? I don't, they did not say. And they said we had to do it because these men that have been what we would consider, uh, you know, really strong God-centered men have just gone off the tracks and it's not even though these books we're removing don't have anything bad in them we don't want anybody in our church to think it's okay to follow them because of the stuff they're saying today I think this happened with a lot of um, people that where churches have their books or you they have a following or I, I don't know how to word it back when they were normal Right. Back before they were heretical. Right. Had heretical teaching. So, um, yeah, I see sometimes my friends will have Bible studies using people who may not have started out teaching heresy. Right. But they have definitely moved that direction. They've definitely said things uh, consistently, not like make a mistake. Right. But I'm talking about consistent um everybody's entitled to mistakes oh my goodness of course. I, I make I can't them all the time or our own pastor had a said something in a in a sermon one sunday and some people approached him and were like did you mean to say this and he was like what and he went back and listened the very next sunday he said last sunday i said this that is yes, yes, yes. I'm not talking about that right. kind of instance. No, I'm not either. That's what I'm saying. It's you can't take one one thing and go. Especially in this day and age, when everything is recorded for all eternity, it you know you can't. T- if you took the current political race, you know, if it was. If you had one instance of one of the candidates bumbling something up and saying, like, I don't know, you ain't white if you don't vote for Trump, or you ain't black if you don't vote for Biden. You know, if one of them said that one time, you really couldn't use that one instance. No. But if it's continuous. Consistent in a pattern. Yeah. yeah. So, I've told you this before. Anytime somebody's popular, or I kind of wonder about their teaching or if they have a new book out or something, I'll type in their name on the internet, followed by the word heretic, uh, and and also false teacher, and I think, what? Haven't you also used controversy? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yes. Okay. But I think there are only three of our, well... I think there are only three names I've ever done that with, and they didn't result in something. One of them is Bodie Bachman. <laughs> Bodie Bachman is... Oh, Bachman. Bachman is, Bachman is... I can't remember who the other two are, but literally there were only there have only been three. Every other Was name... Was one of them Paul Washer? Yes. Oh, that didn't come up with something? Right. I can't imagine Paul um, Washer. I can't remember. He may have been. But there were some that... Because everybody follows them and retweets them or shares all their memes, there are some that I was uh, I was kind of shocked 
Well, some of them you 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 could search that and get thousands of people going. Uh, that was heretical. Because I was looking. Uh, what's that? I don't even want to give them. I don't want to. I don't want to platform them with our one listener. <laughs> The Gospel Coalition, I don't remember the exact title, but just the headline was something very close to how to make your church look like its neighborhood. And I'm like, we, we should look different than the people around the world around us. Could it have meant like a racial ratios? That's kind of what I'm saying. That's exactly what it meant. Oh, okay. But... I don't think the goal of the church is to go, hey, we need to make sure we match the world around us. And I think, if I remember right, I think this article was about a church that had been in one neighborhood. Uh, they lost, they were leasing a building, I guess. Well, they had to move across town and it put them in a different uh, demographic as far as race right. and, and economic ability goes. And so they met there a few times, and they were like, hey, what do we need to do this? Well, you know what? How about you just go to church and read God's Word and sing songs, and if somebody comes in, you'll welcome them. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. But to go, we're, we're no longer... We need long, a because certain we, amount Well, this but, percentage and a certain amount at that percentage. That's a lot of what I've coming out well to go we were a perfectly fine church when we were 1.5 miles north of where we are now but now that we've moved 1.5 miles south we're no longer a satisfactory church in God's eyes I think if you're looking at your church that way you've probably looked at it wrongly I think if you're like I also think if you move to a location like that and you're like hey, we don't want to be over here because look at the people that live around here. They might start showing up. Then that's probably just as bad, if not worse, than the other. Well, right. But I don't I don't think God's going to go, ah, I was so pleased with you when you were 1.5 miles north, and now that you've moved south. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that God's going to say I'm so pleased with you from anybody in this age. Not too many. Not too many. He's obviously going to say it to. He's going to say well done to some, or else he'd come back and go, okay, that's enough. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire here. It's funny. I just well, the thought that just went through my head is turning around and looking at kids in the back seat and going, "Do I need to pull this car over?" Is Revelation, the book of Revelation. And actually putting on the brake and pulling the car over is revelation come to us. And I, I feel like God's probably fixing to go. His blinker's probably on. And he's probably fixing to pull the car over and go, all right. Because it's, yeah, it's the assault on Christianity. Anything good. Yeah. Any, anything good. Anything related to God. Anything, anything godly. Anything good. Well, that would all be God. Right, because only God is good. Yeah, family, faith. I mean, 
the Smithsonian posted that thing that the the belief in one God is a white supremacy. And now see, this goes back to what you were saying earlier about do you ever just want to give up? I would say I've given up. You know what? If somebody wants to, at this point in time, if somebody's like, "Well, you're just racist," I'm. I will probably just go, "Okay, whatever," because it's just really not going to matter to me. Now, if they're like, "You did this thing, and this thing," and I would stop and consider it and go, "Okay, what was my motivation for doing that?" If I actually did it, but if they're just like, "Well," You're only saying that because you're racist. That's just a cop out, and quite honestly, I think that's what the, that's their default answer because they don't. They don't have know a, how to make an argument. They don't have a real answer, and they don't have an argument. It, they're, it's their religion. Well, I mean, you're sinful. You know, it's kind of like uh, if somebody puts you on the spot and takes some controversial issue and says, "What do you think about this?" Say abortion. It's wrong. There's, there's not any getting around it. There's not uh, justification for it. You're, it's not women's health care because it's not the health of the woman that's suffering. It's the separate biological entity with completely unique DNA that is getting discarded or sold off. And, and it's wrong. And there's, there's not a justification for it. And so I, I think when they go, it's racist, it, that's their like their religious moral standpoint that they actually honestly don't think they need to go any further with discussion because you just violated some precept that they hold and therefore you're racist and when you get to that point I would do what you said earlier and just go nah not have anything to do with it hmm. there's a lot of flies out here all yeah. of a sudden, there weren't earlier. Okay. Anything else? I see that the U.S. had uh, 50,000 new cases for the third day in a row, which hasn't happened since uh, since August, mm-hmm. according to some reports anyway. Cases, you specifically talking about COVID-19 positive cases? COVID-19. COVID-19. And if you're, I blow. if you're listening, <laughs> the wind of God. <laughs> if you're listening and you watch video, some people don't watch videos that are funny. But if you're listening uh, and you search COVID nineteen theme song Kenneth Copeland, it's kind of funny. But I see that uh, our cases are going up. Um, it looks like some people are slipping into panic mode. I don't think. Anybody should slip into panic mode. I'm not panicked. I think uh, whether it's whether it's COVID or CRT or uh, false teachers or a personal illness <laughs> or personal illness, I think we should all remember that God's in control. Oh yes, and use discernment. And yes, we should use discernment. It's like. Uh, <laughs> I like that story of uh, probably one I'll remember till I die, unless I get to a point where I don't remember things. Okay. The Charles Stanley story where he fell off a ladder and he landed and he thought, okay, God, what <laughs> are you trying to stair- tell me? Down the stairs. So, you know. It, he says, a real thought was, what are you trying to teach me? So, God's trying to teach his people 
God's got a message for his people in our current events. I don't, I'm not a prophet. And I, I would probably suggest if anybody's like going, hey, I need to listen to, you need to listen to me because God revealed what COVID's about. I'd, I'd approach that with great discernment and discern, I'd use, pray <laughs> for discernment frequently without ceasing. Uh, I do think that abundant in, discernment. I do think that in all events that are going on, God is teaching His children, and He's not necessarily teaching them all the same thing. But I, I do think that we don't need to be frightened or worried or panicked as as children of God. But use discernment. Yeah. This. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about discernment for a minute. Use discernment in who you listen to and um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, discernment. Yes, use discernment in like what news you listen to, who you listen to, whose news you listen to, who's pushing that news. Just use discernment. I would agree with that. Makes you saying that kind of makes me think of one of my favorite uh, things in the Bible, where they talk about the Church of Berea. Check it out. They were open yes. to everything, which means they're and they. Were, I love that mindset that I don't know everything. I don't. I'm willing to learn. But but I taught. I do know. Yeah, they were open to everything and then checked it against scriptures. So they were like. Those people were able to go, we don't know everything. We're willing to admit that we don't know everything. And that's, that's the start of going, I'm gonna, I, have, I may have things I need to learn. But the one thing we know for sure is if it doesn't match what's in God's written word, then it's not right. But outside of that, that's, that's our standard. It's, it's got to match God's word. If, and... and I'm just like, man, for me personally, it's probably one of my favorites because I've never, if I'm wrong, show me I'm wrong so I can go, oh, Oh, I was wrong, and then I can quit being wrong. So I, I can appreciate wanting to be open and learn and go, this is the standard that we measure everything by, and, and I think I think that's probably a really great example of discernment. Yes. Be open to the fact that your traditions, your beliefs, your presuppositions, all those things may be completely off base. And if they are, somebody may show that to you with Scripture. But if they turn from Scripture to other things, yeah, probably not the direction you want to go. Not the direction. Nope. Well, how long is that? Wow, 27 minutes. That's I thought we weren't going to make it past nine. Not that we had a goal or anything in mind, but... No, we just... We just get to talking on yep. the patio. Hey, that's probably why it's patio talk. All right, if y'all uh, like this, share it. And whatever particular podcasting software or platform you use... Subscribe in one of our 
irregular recordings when we make them will pop up That's and you can fun. listen to them again. It's been kind of a busy couple months. It, it has. There's been a lot going on. Anyway, God loves you. So do we. And we'll talk to you later.